Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. I just love our worship team, uh, whether it's the youth worship team that was here last week, uh, or our adult worship team. So what are you guys called, the old worship team or the older? The adult worship team. Uh, and then we're going to be hearing the kids pretty soon. So anyway, it's going to be awesome to see uh, whoever's up here is just anointed and leads us into worship. But uh, I love that song. It's not a building you want to fill. Uh-oh. Uh, it kind of goes with what we've been talking about and goes with my message today. We've been in this series about Christianity Plus, the Holy Spirit Upgrade. And now, uh, as I mentioned last Sunday, that we're going to begin to turn the corner. We're going to continue talking about the Holy Spirit. Up until now, we've been talking about how to get the Holy Spirit, and he's been, you, you're designed for the upgrade, where now I want to start turning the corner and start talking about living with the upgrade. So I got four messages from the book of Ephesians. If you got your Bibles, go over to Ephesians chapter 5. I got four messages that I want us to bring out and talk about uh, that's, uh, that Paul addresses here in Ephesians of how to live with the upgrade, a spirit-filled life, how it affects every area of our life. Last Sunday, as I was reflecting back on that message, that we seek the presence of God, uh, not just the power of God, but the presence, because when you get the presence, you get the power. Did you guys catch that? Did you, when you get the presence, you get the power? And uh, so it's not about what God can do for us, but who God is. And so here in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul begins under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, hopefully you got a handout. If you did not get a handout, uh, raise your hand and our ushers will come by and give you a handout. We've got some hands lifted, some up here in the front. Just keep your hands up until you get this handout. And um, we want to make sure everybody gets those. I love the handouts because you never know how the Spirit's going to move in a service. And if I can never get to it, you have the notes and you can go home and kind of guess at what the blanks were. And kind of have a going deeper Bible study all on your own. The Holy Spirit is so important. He's also probably the most understood uh, part of the Trinity, part of God. And, uh, but he is like uh, Pastor Steve Kennebrew mentioned it in communion, the scripture there where Paul says, I want you to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so that's what we really got to understand, that the Holy Spirit is more than just a feeling. Uh, he is a person. He is with us in our good days, our bad days, and we are to have a relationship with him. So um, here in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 14, the Apostle Paul begins to talk about living in the light. He says, have no fellowship with darkness, but expose it. And he even says how shameful it is what some people do in the darkness. And I used to be one of them. I would stand here and admit to you and tell you that. But he talks about walking in the light, living your life in the light. We no longer have fellowship with darkness because we are children of the light. Can I get an amen? amen. We are to come out of darkness. And that's what the upgrade does. And so then he begins to turn in verse 15 of the fifth chapter. All the way to the end of Ephesians, the whole rest of the epistle, he begins to talk about, please catch this, walking and living your life in the Holy Spirit. It's not just this one verse here, it's the whole rest of the book of Ephesians, he talks about what it looks like to live a life 
of being spirit-filled. Let's look at it. I got it on the New Living Translation there in your notes. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. You getting that? Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, everybody say instead. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Comma. Everybody see that comma. King James may have a semicolon. The, the point is, is he's not done talking about what happens when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Comma. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Comma. Everybody catch that. Watch this. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs or songs of the Spirit. What is a song of the Spirit? We covered this. Praying in your heavenly language. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the first thing he does, we've taught this already. He gets a hold of that mouth. Come on, somebody. You, you will begin to speak to one another differently. I love it. Look at that. Do you see this? Singing psalms. You just wake up with a song in your heart. You ever just wake up in a good mood? You ever just, when, you, when you're in a good mood, you just feel like singing? You're kind of like that? Man, that's how it is when you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Your whole mood changes. You just feel it, man. You get this song. Hopefully these songs stick with you like they do me throughout the week. I may not be able to remember the words, but I'll harmonize. How many of you done that? <laughs> can't remember the words, but... Then you got to go look it up. So, but you're still filled with the Holy Spirit. You, I mean, you've got that spirit thing going on. So you sing in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and making music uh, to the Lord in your heart. Some of us need to just keep making music to the Lord because we don't want to make music to one another. Amen. Anyway, so... And someone said, you know... Well, I'll just keep going. i got to keep going. And give thanks, watch this, for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he begins to talk about submitting to one another, your relationships. Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. We're still connected to being filled with the Holy Spirit. Does everybody please get this? This is the main point of today's message is right here. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you'll be able to pray in the heavenly language, but that's not the only thing that is supposed to happen in your life. It's not about tongues. Jesus even never said, boys, go to the upper room until you pray in tongues. We know that comes with it. Someone said, well, do I have to speak in tongues if I get filled with the Holy Spirit? Listen, I'll solve it once and for all. It's like buying a pair of boots. The tongues come with it. But it's the, that's not the whole purpose of your boots. No one walks around going, look at my tongue. How do, mine's better than yours. You know, no, no. It's about the purpose of a boot is to walk, right? Is to, that, that's, the, that's what I'm trying to get to you today. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is more than just praying in tongues and prophesying. The gifts of the Spirit are for today. They're powerful. They're real. And we operate in them in every day. But Paul says this needs to also translate and overspill into your relationships, into your marriages, into your homes, into your families. Come on. They're shouting louder at home this morning. He says that. He goes, submit to one another. Wives, submit to the husbands. Husbands, love your wives. We're going to get into that in two weeks really deep. Then he starts talking about the children. Oh, yeah, kids, listen up. Mom, elbow that kid. Children, 
First verse my dad made me memorize, Ephesians 6.1. Children, obey the Lord and your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Amen. So that you may live long on the earth. My mama said, that's right. My mama's looking good on the front row today, ain't she? Amen. Hallelujah. But you see that. Then he goes into the workplace. He goes into the workplace. And then he starts talking about suiting up with the armor of God. And then the last piece of equipment you put on is praying in the Spirit. Everywhere you go, you can't get away from the Holy Spirit. No, in the whole New Testament, if you take the Holy Spirit out of the New Testament, I love it best, Reinhardt Bunke said this, if you take the Holy Spirit out of Christianity, all you have is a religion. And that's all many people have. Many come from churches that all that you know about is, is a form of religion, some sort of philosophical set, a system of morals and rules. And I'm not all against that, but I'm here to tell you that there's more to it. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Spirit gives life. Spirit gives life to your worship. Life to your conversation. Life to your hopes, your dreams, your thoughts. Everything the Holy Spirit touches... He brings life to. So I want you to write this down. Everything that he's, I have said up to this point is including being filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to look at it different. It is an instruction. It's a commandment. And everything I read to you were commandments, weren't they? Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. Uh, make most of every opportunity. Don't be drunk with wine, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he's commanding us, but many have their view of the Bible's kind of skewed, and this is why many get hung up. You know, it, don't look at it as commandments. Look at it more as instructions. David said, your, I, I, I obey your commandments and your statutes and your precepts. Those are words that mean instructions. What do I mean by this? Instructions. I had uh, my hot water tank go out. I had my dishwasher go out in the last month. How many said them kind of weeks? Amen. It, and uh, so, what did I do? I went to YouTube. Hallelujah. <laughs> and when I went on YouTube, I found I found guys that were telling me how to fix my hot water tank. I didn't say, man, these are. Now he was given commandments that you need to do this. The first thing you do, check for gas or check for spark. We got to find out what's going on. He began to just go right down the line. I didn't say, man, who's he telling what to do with my hot water tank? <laughs> it's my hot water tank. And some people got that same mentality about God. Who are you telling me what to do with my money? Who are you telling me what to do with my sexuality? I'm already preaching. What are you, who are you telling me what to do with my thoughts? You're telling me I am to think like this? What are you telling me to do? Who are you to tell me what to do with my attitude? And we get all offended, close the laptop, and that's why you still ain't got no hot water. It's not a building he wants to fill. It's my heart. So then I began to look at it, and I said, no, no, I'm not going to get offended. That's stupid for me to get offended at someone who has taken the time to put, who've been through it themselves, got a little camera and said, this is how I fix my hot water tank, and took me through step by step. Thank God I didn't get all offended. Instead, I said, I'm more desperate to get this hot water fixed because Melinda likes taking hot, hot showers. Amen. And 
And so I walk through the steps. And that's exactly what Paul is doing here in Ephesians. He says, you want to know how to be a great husband? You, know how to, you, know, you want to know how to be a great wife? You know how to be a great successful co- a worker at work? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ooh, that water's coming out good. We, we look at, in fact, the scripture actually says, one of the first scriptures I memorized, 2 Timothy 3.16. You've memorized John 3.16. Memorize 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. Doctrine, reproof, correction, four things. Come on, class. Doctrine, what you believe, reproof. Sometimes we need reproof, correction. Sometimes we need correction. And instruction in righteousness so you can be complete and thoroughly equipped to take a hot shower. Man, it's so simple. But we get the the flesh hates to be told what to do, and we kind of look at this. And so I just want to disarm you this morning by telling you that God is on your side, that he has left us the word of God to as instructions. Remember the first, I remember learning this way back in Sunday school, B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Remember that? That's what, that's what the Bible is. It's an instruction manual. I rebuilt my motor in my Mustang from a book called Chilton's. And another coworker, who, another friend that is actually a mechanic. <laughs> and so, because you got to have a right interpretation of that Chilton's. Oh, come on somebody. This is what I think it, it will meant. Yeah, and the car's still sitting in the garage. So it's instruction. Everybody say instructions. He's saying this is how you want to be a great husband. You want to, you know, you want to be a great wife. You want to have a great family. You want to be a great coworker. You want to upgrade your circle of friends. Well, that's a whole new message. I got that kind of out here in, in, the, in the wings. I may preach that one week. Upgrade your circle. So he says to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, you may be a very positive person. You may be a very uh, chipper person, bubbly person, strong person. But I'm telling you what, this world is filled with darkness. And your personality is not going to be good enough to get you out of it. It will get in you. You need to learn how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you can't ignore it, move out to the country, move up north and stay online. I mean, if you got to stay online, God bless you, I understand it. But you need to learn to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And learn what that means. What do these mean by that? I don't care if you're an atheist, you're an agnostic, I don't care what your religious background is, this was written for you. It's an instruction for you and for me that we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. By the way, the word filled in the present tense is the imperative mode, which always represents action ongoing or continuously. In other words, the the Greek here in the original language that Paul wrote it in was not in English, was not in King James, all the King James lovers. It was not. I love you, but he did not speak King James. The original writing means be filled in the the tense verb means to constantly be filled. I'm going to show you that here in just a few minutes, but it's it's not a one-time deal. That's the point. It's to constantly be filled. The instructions is to constantly learn to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then he moves to verse 18, and this is really the the hinge of the text. He He goes from walking in the light, 
he begins to give instructions, and then he hits this spirit thing in verse 18. Do not be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. King James says that is dispensation. It means it will ruin your life. Instead, everybody say instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul uses a contrast here that actually sounds like it could be kind of offensive to take something as holy as the Holy Spirit and compare it to being drunk. It's, it's almost like, what are you doing, Paul? But Paul is dealing with a culture that was much like ours, just debauchery, lawlessness, do whatever you want, has always been the human nature and fallen nature of, of our sin, sin part of us, of who we all are. So Paul's just being real. But what he's saying, and if you think about it, is there's a lot of comparisons to being under the influence of a substance, to be intoxicated. This is where he's getting at. You know what is amazing? Now I can leave you hanging there. I had to take a drink. All this talking about drinking make me thirsty. I preached this at a, at a youth in the youth house, and I went and got, had my youth go get a bunch of empty beer cans. I filled them with water. Dad didn't know I was doing this, but I uh, filled them with water and was preaching this, talking about take another drink. And uh, I started to do that today, but the point is this. Alcohol, do you know they call, they call wine, they call alcohol spirits? There's a bar by my house that says foreign and domestic spirits. It's like, man, don't we have enough local? You got to get foreign too. I mean, don't we? Don't we? They call it a spirit. They call it a spirit, Steve. And isn't this something that if you get some of that spirit into you, it actually will change the way you walk. If you get some of that spirit in you, it will change the way you walk. It'll change the way you talk. It'll change the way you think. It'll change your mood. It'll change, it'll make you a new person, a different person, a more courageous person. They even call it liquid courage, I think, Sandy. They call it liquid courage. And some people say, man, I gotta, I gotta, I can't be myself. That just helps me function better than when I am sober. I used to watch this show on ESPN. It was called uh, Sports Science. I don't know if it's still around, but a long time ago, they would take myths in the sports world and they would, um, they would put them to the test. One of them was is they did this actual test because athletes were saying, I can perform better on the field when I'm under the influence. And uh, how many sure people say that? You know, I used to be one that says, you know, I need a little buzz that helps me think, you know, so I, I would actually say that. And I'm not shy to tell you how I used to be, but I'm, I found something. I got to stay right here for a moment because some of you ain't with me yet. And they got this guy and they, it was a basketball player and they, and they got him, they got him drunk and they had him go play. This guy was, was a, he's an awesome, uh, phenomenal basketball player, sober. And he was in that gym throwing the ball. You should have saw him. I mean, a six-year-old could have schooled him. He was just missing. I mean, he was, he was playing like some of us would play. He, <laughs> he was playing like some of us play, like, like I was playing in softball last night. Amen. I, I was sober, guys. I'm sorry. I tried my best. 
Billy got me twice, but I got him out twice anyway. <laughs> and then the funny thing is, though, they said to him, how do you think that you did? He said, oh, I think I nailed it. He said, I missed a couple, but no one's perfect. They let him go back and watch the film. I would love for God to drop down a screen sometimes. Some of us talk about the good old glory days. Baby, you got an editor in your mind that has edited out everything that you used to really. Can we really talk about the good old days? And you'll remember why you're sitting in here today or logging on because they really weren't that good. And some of you that are still living in that mindset, I'm here. Don't turn me off. I just want you to know it really, you really ain't making all them shots, brother. Your marriage really ain't doing that well. Your kids really don't respect you like you think they do. You really ain't performing on the job like you think you do. Why? Because you're under the influence of another spirit. But I'm here to tell you, I got good news for you. Paul said, I don't want to leave you hanging in the basketball court looking like a fool, embarrassing yourself and your family. I'm here to give you an instead way of life. I'm here to give you an instead way of life. There is an instead way of life that you can live. And that is to be filled. That is to be filled. Do it again. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus came to give us an instead way of life. He came to give us an alternative. Jesus said it like this. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Did you catch that? There is a devil. If you don't believe in him, he believes in you. He is the evil influence in the earth today. He is the source of evil. He is not a little red dude with a pitchfork and ears. He will wreck your marriage. He will take everything that you have worked for in a moment through a habit. He will pop up at 2 o'clock in the morning on your Twitter feed with a video right when you're most vulnerable, right when you're going through everything and all hell's breaking loose. He'll send one of his agents right into your life. You ain't seen them in months, but they'll show up in your news feed. They'll slide into your DM. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying to you today? Because he's got agents who's under his influence. He's got agents under his influence. And they're little ambassadors. Everything God has, the enemy has a duplicate, a replica, a counterfeit. This one wine thing is is his counterfeit. Being under the influence of that is a counterfeit to being under the influence of God. You come from, this is a guy that used to love everything about drinking. Everything. I didn't know you can have fun without it. If you told me you could, you either was lying or you never partied with me. I'm just being real. But I found the instead. Trying to help you. You got to find that instead. You might be coming here for weeks and months and maybe even years and still hasn't found it. Keep going. There is an instead. That's so much better. You hear me say it? There is no high like the most high. You feel that? Did you feel it today in worship? Did you feel it today in worship? Do you feel it when you're at home, when you're in your prayer closet? I mean, you, be, you will become an addict to that. Yes. If you learn to let the Holy Spirit indwell within you. Hallelujah. No hangover. Ain't no hangover. Ain't no regrets. 
oh my gosh, what did I say? Paul is saying there's an alternative. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and life more eternally. Still kill and destroy, or instead, life and life more abundantly. Depression, let me give you the instead of hope. Look at that. Fear, being filled with the Holy Spirit is an instead. Courage. You don't need liquid courage. You can live like this all the time. Praying in the Holy Spirit. I go into some situations as a chaplain, as a pastor. I don't know what to say. I'm intimidated. I don't have the words. It's way out of my pay grade, out of my league. But the Holy Spirit has opened up doors. So what do I do? I say, wait a minute. I pull over. I get along with God and I learn to be filled. Come on, courage. Come on, liquid courage. Come on, stir it up. And then all of a sudden, there it comes. It's an instead. Our sin. He turns into grace. What was that? We sung it. Graves into gardens. He turns a sea into highways. Dun, 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 dun. I love that part. Dun, 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 right? See, I don't know all the words, but I know the beat. <laughs> he turns weakness. Instead, strength. There's a scripture that says, while we were without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. I got a hold of that verse and I circled it. I said, that was my problem because I tried to quit some of these habits. I tried to be a better person and I just couldn't do it. This scripture says that it's because I don't have the strength. But when I got the upgrade, all of a sudden, man, I was showing up at work on time. (laughs) And you know what? I got a raise just for that. It's how bad it was where I worked. I just, you know, it's just amazing. We'll talk about that later at another time when I talk about how that gets in. But I just want to say, these could be, all three of these points, these are main points of being filled with the Holy Spirit. They can each be a single week, I'm telling you. But it's a, being, the upgrade, write this down, is not about, I think it's on your notes, it's not about uh, what you got to give up, it's about a trade up. It's about trading up. Again, if I become a Christian, I, I can't do that, I can't do that, listen. It's an instruction. It's not a commandment. And if you learn to start being filled with the Holy Spirit and letting the Word of God get into your heart, it will begin to change those desires. There's an upgrade there. Jesus said in Mark, Jesus said that anything you give up for me in this life, basically, I'm paraphrasing it, I will give you a hundredfold in this life and in the life to come. Friends, Listen, I know, man, I come from a, uh, when I got saved, I was all about friends. I had never by myself, always had people. And when I got saved, I walked right out of that lifestyle, came to church. My wife and two daughters, that was it, man. I went to my mom and dad's house. That was the only relationship I had. But God began to heal our marriage. He began to do some healing here, which needed to be done. And God began to upgrade my circle. And I begin to get other friends in my life. And God just will begin to do that in your life as well. It's, it's an upgrade. Everybody say it's an upgrade. But it's an, it's, it's an instead way of life. That's what Christianity is. It's, it's an instead way of life. I, I, don't do that. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then thirdly, the upgrade, I love this, this could be a week all by itself, insulates us, not isolates us. 
the Holy Spirit, the upgrade, being filled with the Holy Spirit, it insulates us. It doesn't isolate us. Listen, when I, when I got saved, man, I, I, I put boundaries in my life. And you've heard me say it before. Yes, boundaries are biblical. Boundaries are biblical. Absolutely. There are certain places and things you have no business at. But it wasn't, I began to say, well, God, I don't, I feel like I'm just hiding in my house and I'm just, you know, avoiding everybody. I don't think that's what you called me to do. And as I began to read the scriptures, I found out that part of the upgrade, the reason why they received the Holy Spirit was so that they can go out throughout all the earth. They can go everywhere preaching the gospel. So it's not about being isolated and hiding from people. But I said, God, well, how do you overcome this? And he taught me how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the way to do it. you got to learn to be filled with the Holy Spirit and not, not, not get isolated and, oh, I can't go over there and can't do that. No, no, you be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, there's still, after I learned that, man, I, I was able to go up into crack houses. Yeah, I've been in them since I've been saved. Party scenes, getting in and getting out, getting somebody who I loved who had no business being in there, someone who was trying to get what I got but didn't get filled, didn't think they needed it. And that's that for preachers. Listen, being filled isn't for preachers or teachers. It's for you. It's for, it's for husbands and wives and students. Young people, old people, everybody in between, married, single, children, it's for everybody. Being filled is for everybody. And I learned that that's the way to do it. It's not about just hiding out anywhere, you know, avoiding this and running like that and, and running away from sin. No, we are called to run to it. We are called to run to this world. Why? Because we have the upgrade. But Jesus said, don't leave Jerusalem until you get the upgrade. Until you get it. Then once you get it, learn how to constantly be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to end with this, and then we can end with some prayer time. Psalms 23. It's not in your notes, but I just thought of this, and I wasn't sure if I was going to do this or not. But Psalms 23 says, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Then he says, then he says, uh, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Right? Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Then he says, you prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. You ever read that? He prepares the table in the presence of my enemies. I don't feel like eating with my enemies. You can't enjoy a meal when you got people you're fighting with sitting at that table. Come on, I'm describing y'all's Thanksgiving every single year. I mean, can you enjoy a meal? Some of you can get all in your food. I don't care if you're, who you're sitting next to. I guess I'm going to go ahead and try it. I know I can really get in my food. My wife says, Eddie, you don't have to eat the whole plate. I say, yeah, I do, babe. It's a challenge. Whatever you put something on my plate, it's a challenge. Like I put GPS up. How many know it says estimated time of arrival? That's a challenge. I can, it says 35 minutes. <laughs> Lord, help me. You prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. How is King David going to eat in the presence of his enemies? He says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. 
I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. This Old Testament. But David was way before his time. Jesus was called the son of David. Jesus said the Holy Spirit was upon and dwelt in David. Jesus said that. So I begin to look at that again. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. The cup runneth over. Now, I gave you an illustration a while back about the milk. Some of y'all, you don't like it because you don't like milk. That's your problem. <laughs> Another thing, my wife will make a meal and I'll say, honey, that's milk worthy. Because I like to drink soda water with lemon. I know, pray for me. I used to think that's disgusting, but now I love that stuff. But I'll drink milk if it's a milk-worthy dinner. Amen. I'm talking about meatloaf, mashed potatoes. Come on. Freeze, please. <laughs> Go get some milk with that, baby. Hey, you know what I mean? Cookies, warm them up, and you got to have... Who drinks water with cookies? I mean, I don't understand. Milk-worthy. But some of y'all remember the chocolate milk and the stirring. That's absolutely. But I want, I'll just catch this little thing here, very simple illustration. Listen, this is another illustration. I want you to remember this forever. Look at it, being filled. This is being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what you is uh, supposed to be happening to us today, all the time. You, you're just pulling over your car sometimes. I hear you tell me about it. You know, I mean, you, how many knows how to be filled? I mean, everything I'm saying today is just a re- Okay, this is you, man. This is how we are. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you come from another church and never really talked a lot about it, but you're feeling it. You can read it in the Bible. And so you're like, man, what is it? Man, don't be afraid of it. Come open your heart to it and let them fill you like this. It's the best feeling. This is what this cup was designed for. This cup was designed to be filled. It wasn't designed to be down here, wasn't it? That's why it got a little, little brim right here. It's designed. To be. But listen, this is what I'm talking. This is what Paul is talking about. He's writing in a community in the first century of people that was just as crazy as we are. Had all kinds of stuff. I'm reading a book right now about the LGBTQ community and the transgender movement. Do you know it was back in Rome in the first century? They had gay pride. They would march right down the streets in the first century of Rome. Men dressed as women. It goes all the way back. It names them. It names the, the movement when it started here in America, which was during the 60s movement. Thank you very much, the 60s people. Amen. No, I'm just saying. It's when it was birth. Dr. Benjamin began to bring in the transgender movement and all, and all of this. So I'm reading this. It's fascinating. We think that the Bible is outdated or that it's boring. No, you're boring and you're outdated. You need to get into your Bible and realize that it is something very relevant for you today. Just like this. Thank you, Mom. But after a couple of days, I mean, this is what happened, right? You get home, them kids. Some of you are like, <laughs> work. You can't hire nobody, so you got to cover everybody's shift. On the way to work today, three people cut you off. And matter of fact, you have been like this for weeks, for weeks. And so when you allow yourself to be down like this for weeks, you may even let a, let a little bit of this get in there. You know what? It's easier to do this. It's easier to do the first part of that verse than that second part. It's easier to kind of like, you know, my boss called me out at work and he embarrassed me in front of everybody. So I, I'm, I'm not just mad. I hate that man. Come on. I'm, I'm not just disagreeing with my coworker or my, my, my family member. I hate him. You start having a little unforgiveness and a little bitterness in there. 
David is sitting at a table with his enemies. I just, I just want to bring that in. Do you know who his enemies were of his own household? His son tried to kill him. I, I took you through that story. But this is how we get. The Bible says it's a wonderful scripture in Proverbs. It says, Christians, don't make the water muddy for other Christians. I'm paraphrasing it. But to make the water clear for people. Sometimes then when you try to witness, and sh- no one wants to drink of this. No one wants to drink of this. And this is how we get. And sometimes if I let the flesh take over, ain't nobody want what I got. And that's our problem. I'm telling you, we're coming out of COVID. People are dying to look for the answer. People are looking everywhere to someone, please show me what to do, how to live my life. People all around us have marriages and pro- things going wrong. And they're like, man, where do I turn to? It's a simple illustration, guys. You already know what I'm going to do. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. Be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. Be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. God always got a supply. Come on, somebody. He never runs out of the Holy Spirit. Some of y'all, it's been a while. Some of y'all need to get a little bit more pure. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Come on, it's an illustration. But it's more than an illustration. Come on, worship team. It's more than just a little glass of water. That's what he's saying today. He's saying, listen, man, you got a lot of stuff going on. You're fighting with your family. You're fighting with your wife. You're fighting with your husband. There's all kinds of problems going on. You need to be filled. You need to be insulated with the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. You you can't be uh, changed by listening to one message every six weeks. You can't be changed with a little sip. You know, the other, the other kind of spirit, they sip it, don't they? They never, you, you no one will ever hand you a bottle at the bartender of Bacardi 151 and, get, and give you a glass mug. No, you sip it. Some people, they sip the Holy Spirit. We got some sipping saints. And what I mean is you can't just sip the Holy Spirit. God's wanting you to get filled. He's wanting it so that it changes your walk. You're not walking crooked. That other spirit will make your walk crooked. Come on. Donovan was telling me about a sobriety. And everyone says, I ain't drunk. So you get out of the car and you're doing this. We see him on TV. You laugh at him. The Holy Spirit is wanting to get over you. He'll make your walk straight. He'll make your walk straight. But you can't sip them. You can't sip the Holy Spirit. Come on, put that in the chat somewhere. You can't sip the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Who am I talking to today? Who needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit today? Who needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit today? Come on, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Just lift your hands to the Lord right now. Oh, to ask Him to fill you right now. If you're at home, if you're here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Fill me, Holy Spirit. It's not a building he wants to fill, but it's our hearts. It's our hearts. I wonder if anybody's thirsty. 
Jesus said, hey, is anybody thirsty out there for some living water? Not for religion. Oh, not for religion. But whoever is thirsty, if he will believe in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. It will flow. Come on, let the river flow, river of life. Hey, let him flow right now. Lift your hands to him. Surrender. That's just a posture of surrender. If you're at home, come on, just surrender to him. You don't got to be a theologian right now. Ask him to fill you. Fill you. Yes, yes. Let that water fill you right now. Come on, these altars are open. Can we just worship for the next whoever knows how long? Let me show you. Be filled. Refill. 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 That's it. Let it get that all, all that junk out of you. All that junk out of you. Get that fire. Get that fire, that fuego, that spirit, the santos, that fuego in you as we preach it in Honduras. Come on, that fire. Come on, you in Honduras. Come on, pray that that fire will fall. you how it happened and you just got away with the Lord you got so low and so empty and dirt began to get in there man and now you just you're toxic you know it Holy Spirit wants to flush that out of you today wants to just flush it out of you today come on what are you waiting on just open your heart he's here right now if you need to come up you can come up and get prayer you can pray at your seat we got altar workers we'd love to pray with you Oh, we got time. Don't worry about it. Forget what's going on later today. This is more important right now, this moment. 
Invite him into your heart right now. Forgive me of all my sins, Father. I have sinned. Come into my life. Make me new. And from this day forward, I want to follow you. Well, we, people's been getting saved every week. If you need Jesus right here, you can get him. Don't leave here without him. how I've made it through 
COVID. Psalm 8, 24 years coming out of addiction, coming out of a totally different life. And being this stand here today is how the Apostle Paul went from a terrorist. He was a religious terrorist to the greatest apostle and a man of love. From one encounter, it was such a big encounter, he couldn't eat for three days. His life was shook. I hope this series has shook, shaken some of us. Maybe you grew up, you're so set in your theological understanding of the Holy Spirit. And even now the Holy Spirit's trying to move and it just stuck. Man, let the Holy Spirit shake that out of you. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. There is life. Woo! The shackles come off. It's not always got to be addiction and drugs. It can be religion. That's the worst thing ever. Pharisees were worse off than the drug dealers and the prostitutes. Jesus was so hard at them. Called them vipers because they just walked around with a stiff neck. You know what a stiff neck is? Just like this. I ain't bowing to nothing. A wheat and a tear. Jesus said in the last days there'll be wheat and tares. What is the difference between a wheat and a tear? A wheat is something that has fruit. It's so heavy with fruit. A tear has no fruit. So when the wind blows, that that wheat just bows down to the wind. But that tear stands just like this. Lord, I don't want to ever get like this. Please, Lord, I don't want to ever get like this. Where I say, I don't need no more. I don't need to be filled. I, I don't know. I, Lord, I want to bow. I want to be flexible, God. I want to be humble. I want to bow before you, God. I don't have all the answers. I don't know what I'm doing, God. I need you every day of my life. Every day of my life. I need that upgrade, that Holy Spirit in my life in such a desperate way. You need to be filled. Don't be walk out of this place without being filled as I pray and as we dismiss and we go home and we go our own ways I don't care if you got to sit here all afternoon you pray get a hold of God take this with you this demonstration with you every time you look at water I hope you're reminded of that pour yourself something to drink you're reminded of that Holy Spirit wants to fill us I got to get filled all the time so do you. Amen. Amen. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you receive some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Light, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people. And you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.